Yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, one, two, but go my shoe. <sighs> this morning I turned up to the first day of a mandatory training course. The federal government seems to be the opinion that all the unemployed need to do is more courses, and that leads to a job. I get there a couple of minutes before 10 o'clock. These days I like to be slightly early to things, or at least on time as a sign of respect. Plus I get way too stressed if I'm running late and I no longer have the capacity to rush. In a gesture towards fitting in to society, I'd had a shower and gotten dressed in reasonably clean clothes. And that effort, combined with driving to the course and walking from the car, was about all I could manage in one day. I said hi to Angel, my caseworker, and sat down and had a look around. Nothing seemed to be about to happen. After about ten minutes, someone mentioned that we were about to start and would anyone like a biscuit? No one responded. I'd been passing the time recalling how the number one rule in my utopia went. All events must start at the advertised start time. Organisers of late-starting events will be summarily executed. Perhaps this sounds a little harsh, I guess, but if you're not up to the challenge, just don't go into event management. It's that easy. Sometimes it's better to not disclose one's utopia. I realise I'm running out of strength to hold myself steady, on the chair, but then luckily there's a little movement at the station and we all get up and shuffle into a standard white-walled, blue-carpeted, low-budget conference room with a big desk, a laptop and data projector and about eight or ten chairs around it. I go to what I've decided is the best seat in the house, on the right, towards the back, but as I go to sit down I notice... There's a straining tangle of power cables connected to a power board hovering about six inches off the ground. There's no way I can negotiate it successfully, so I choose another seat, this time right at the back. Everyone says their name around the table and we get started. It turns out it's a PowerPoint presentation with lots of really cool effects where the words come in spinning or where one tile is progressively built on, gradually revealing the full meaning with an inspirational quote at the bottom. Wow. Today's session is on strengths. Looking around at my peers, I'm not sure that the four of us have enough strengths to go around, and there might have to be a fight at the end. I'm semi-confident I do okay, But there's a young guy in matching black and white trachydacks with bleached black hair that's gone a mid-burnt orange colour. Then there's a 60-something woman with lank hair and missing teeth and the young woman who has some sort of global developmental delay and generally low IQ. Braden, our plucky trainer, asks how everyone went on the strengths tests we did before coming to the training session. And we all keep our heads down. 
He has a second attempt and more silence. So I eventually volunteer my services. I say, I've got perseverance at number 24 out of 24, which I believe is not accurate. I mean, without considerable perseverance, I wouldn't have made it here today. Also, I found when doing the tests that the questions were poorly worded, so I got steered towards giving answers that actually made no sense. The other trainer, Jackie, chimes in. Ah, yeah, it just depends on how you're feeling on the day and and at that moment. You could take the test again and come out with completely different answers. Does that seem like a robust tool for self-reflection? I ask. Alrighty, goes Braden, trainer. Flow is a state where you're under the right, under the right conditions. You become fully immersed in what you're doing. There's this focus that once it becomes intense leads to a sense of ecstasy, a sense of clarity. You know exactly what you want to do from one moment to the other. You get immediate feedback. Uh, Oh, my God, I'm not saying that. What is it? asked Jackie. Um, here it is. Kasiksentimihalyi. Yeah, uh, he said that in a 2004 TED Talk. I let my eyes shut and I start thinking about the past. I see a cutaway view of a 440 cubic inch V8 idling slowly. I can watch each piston move up and down. Watch the cam bump push rods in the valley, the crankshaft spinning so smoothly. The entire thing, hundreds of parts working together as a whole. The Institute have gathered a concept of strengths from two to five hundred years of writing from such diverse sources as the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Koran, and Buddhism. Oh no. Am I in a room with a bunch of Christians? Why well, mention both Testaments and the Koran, but leave out the Torah? Are they anti semi evangelicals? Are they going to slip something in my tea? Has he even heard of the Tributaka? So does anybody want any biscuits? I start thinking about the future and wonder what the inside of an electric motor looks like in action. A mass of copper rotating inside a metal casing, the positive and the negative creating a flow of electrons that makes the inner copper rotate. And this happy balance is called the golden mean, a phrase by Arrow. Aristotle? Aristotle. Yeah. I let gravity take over because it's been wanting to all day. And I slide slowly off the chair onto the floor and come to a stop. Slumped up against the chair and the wall, I figure it. It's more polite to keep my eyes closed. That way they might think I'm sleeping and won't want to disturb me. But what gets the electric motor turning? I mean, how does it know which way to turn? Post-war Messerschmitts had four forward gears and no reverse. So 
if you wanted to go backwards, you turned off the engine, pulled a little lever and started it again, and the engine would run in the opposite direction. So four reverse gears and no forwards. I can't figure it out. Activities that get you in a flow state, like jogging or playing sport or dancing or going for a bike ride or going to the gym. And I ask, do do you have any flow state suggestions that don't involve physical activity? Painting? She says. A bit less than painting? I ask, my head resting on the edge of the chair. Walking the dog, says Braden. I just love taking the dog out for a walk because I, I just love dogs and talking to different people. When we used to collect the milk for the cheesery, we'd bring our own pump to pump the raw milk out of their vat and into ours. Nearly every time, the pump wouldn't start. So we kept a big screwdriver in the truck and we had to tap with a handle end on the pump in just the right place. And it'd start going. But how did it know which way to go? Is there like a rule with electric motors? I can see it spinning, but I can't see what is making it spin. Now, who did you look up to when you were young? This next section is called Heroes and... Oh my God, what is that word? Says Braden. Hero Irons, says Jackie. Oh, okay. Um, Heroes and Hero Irons. Who did you look up to? Anyone? Anyone? Well... I'll go first. Well, I looked up to my grandfather. He was so kind, but also stern but fair, and he taught me how to do so many things. My grandfather went AWOL during World War II, before the HMS Adelaide even left harbour. Drank out of the horse trough, but could never quench his thirst. Fed me whiskey and water when I was four, and taught me poker. And when we were both good and drunk, he'd pull down my pants and fuck me. Yeah, so I suppose I'm copying you, Brayden, and I'm going to say my grandmother. She taught me how to cook and sew, and she read me stories at night. I'm going to have to give up on the electric motor. It's too confusing. It shouldn't be. It's so simple compared to the internal combustion engine, but... There's something I just can't figure out, something I don't understand. I'm going to go look at the 440 again. My grandmother would slip out the back door when there was a poker game on and she'd take the shortcut to the pregnals and go shopping. When she was done, take a taxi ride home. She'd hurry me to take off my clothes and put them in the washing machine and lay me down on the couch and stroke my forehead with her arthritic fingers, in a sing-song way, saying, My brave little soldier, there, there, my brave little soldier.
Has anyone got plans for the weekend or something they're looking forward to? Long silence. What about you, Brayden? Well, I'm going on holiday. Yay for me! Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, I get to relax with my mates and because you know nature and everything. I'm laying flat on the floor, eyes closed, head propped up a little, wondering when the last time tracksuit man or missing teeth or global delay had a holiday, or if they've ever had one. I went to Spain just the other year, the Costa del Sol, Tranquila, Tranquila and Sangria, had my photo taken with the man from La Mancha. A long time ago I loved a girl and she had a tiny slip of paper with a name written on it, and we went to the library together and asked the librarian, but Kate was too shy to ask her, so she handed me the little slip of paper. Do you have any Albert Camus? And one of the librarian's eyebrows twitched a little bit, and she took us over to the shelf and pulled out the outsider. <sighs> Hmm.